Adventure Pants is intended for a mature studio audience. Any views espoused in the following podcast are held solely by the speaker and are not intended to be anything more than a joke. After all, this is just for fun. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to the Memorial Day edition of Adventure Pants, although you will probably not be listening on Memorial Day as it is almost over as we're recording, but I wanted to try to get something up on Monday. Uh, So here we go with this week's Adventure Pants number seven. With me this week is the lovely Allison Fishbach. Hello. And as with last week's podcast, I have absolutely no idea about the story we're about to hear, which I find makes for a better... (laughs) A better podcast. So with that, let's hear your adventure story. Um, So my story is uh, about sleeping outside of an airport. Okay. (laughs) Um, When I had studied abroad in Ireland. All right. So I I spent five months in Ireland. And um, while you're there, like when you're a student, you decide traveling is a great idea. Sure. So we... You get like really used to going abroad, and you start to rely on this little airline called Ryanair, which is like Greyhound of the sky. I've heard legend of Ryanair that like didn't they try to make a stand up only air like stand up only flights for a while? I don't know if that was them or not. Okay, but it might. I wouldn't put it past them. It just <laughs> is like, a, it's like yeah. they're the cheapest of, of all flights. Is that is that right? Yeah, okay. like I went to Edinburgh once for twenty euro. Okay. Like, it was amazing. They're yeah. great, but they're awful. Like, when the plane lands, everybody cheers because you're not dead. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, yay! <laughs> um, so, I, so we, we they're fly. like, we have a delay for takeoff. There's a guy out there with a roll of duct tape just, right. like, going around and around the wing. <laughs> what I think was, like, they boasted themselves as being, like, um, the most on-time airline okay. in the world. Like, we land the most flights on time. And I was like, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but they would say it all the time. Okay. So it, that's probably because they just take off. They're just the, whether right, the other people are go, buckled in, they just go. go. Yeah, they, go. they do so many flights too. That's why they're the most because they I do see. everything. Um, so you take that everywhere. And I had like the last month of classes there you, were nothing. Like you had exams the whole month of May, and my passport was good through like June second. Okay. So I had a whole month of nothing to do at all. And uh, a cousin of did you have a special passport or was yours just about to expire? No, when he when I come into the country, um, he had like asked me how long I was studying, and I said, well, I at the end of the semester, and he had just gone out five months from the day I arrived, okay. and written June second, and I was lucky because most of the kids there had to like go to the embassy and like get their passport and like a temporary visa, okay. and mine was stamped just fine, so okay. I didn't have to do that. So there's um, like a like a you know here's how long you're allowed to be here kind of thing. Right, okay. right. So mine was gone all the way through. Most kids had two weeks to like get an extended visa, and I was just got lucky with the guy that like stamped my passport. All right. So I was like, I don't have to do this. Um, so I had a whole month to do nothing, and my dad has a woman, his cousin in Germany, because our family is German, and this woman was my or is my grandfather's brother's daughter. So he's my father's cousin. Okay. Um, she's my father's cousin. This is cousin. like the third time we've had a discussion on the show that delves into like sister's brother, yeah. aunt's cousin. It's, it's, I don't know why that keeps recurring, but there's the themes of the show seem to be vehicular issues, <laughs> alcohol, and genealogy, genealogical discussion. Well, there's no alcohol or vehicular issues well, in this air, one, airport so. though, so maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had we had spoken to her like when I was 16, or when she was 16, she called our house. Uh-huh. 
and was like, I am your cousin. And we were like, we were like what? Who are you? And it wasn't a scam. Do you have anything. any money? Right, right, right. So it wasn't a scam. And we like sent her Christmas cards and stuff. And she lived outside of Segan. And I emailed her while I was in Ireland. It was like, I have all this time. Why don't we meet? Because we never met her. And she said, oh, that's great. Uh, you can come and I'll pick you up at the airport. And then we'll go to Frankfurt for two days because she had friends in Frankfurt. And then you can come to Segan. So I was like, that's great. And she gives me the name of the airport, which is Frankfurt Hahn, which is not the Frankfurt airport. It's a different airport. It's much smaller because Ryanair doesn't go into the big airport. So I was like, that's great. And they flew out from Cary Airport in Ireland. So I booked the flight and everything. And it was like a nine in the morning flight. And there was I was looking for a a train. um, bus that would get me from Cork to Kerry by 9 a.m. So is that a long distance? Not really. Like okay. it only takes about two hours to get anywhere in Ireland. All right. So it's not a big distance. But I'm looking at. I like already booked the flight. You can't get your tickets back. It's the only one. And I realized there's absolutely no way to get a bus from Cork to Kerry before nine in the morning. Like you just can't do it. Sure. You can't make it. So I decided that I was just going to, like, spend the night at the airport because we'd done that a ton of times. We'd gone to Shannon and Cork, and, like, they're big enough. They're open all night. You can just sleep in the airport. And I was like, that's that'll be fine. Yeah. Um. So I booked the bus, like, a really late day in the bus. And the bus was, like, you. it took you to this town called Killarney, and then you had to take another bus from Killarney to the airport. So I booked it to Killarney and booked my connecting bus and everything, and I got my ticket, um... And I was like ready to go, so I packed. I packed like one big backpack because I was gonna live out of it for two weeks because sure. I would spend a week in Germany and a week in Rome after that. Uh, so I had just my backpack and like was wearing every other piece of clothing I needed. <laughs> so so I had like long pants on and hiking boots and like two raincoats because it's Ireland. So you know? you're just like loaded for <laughs> yes, bear. I'm okay. pretty good. So I get on the bus and the bus drops me off in Killarney and I had like 15 minutes before my connecting bus. So I'm sitting there waiting and that turns into like half an hour and then like 45 minutes and then like an hour and there's no bus. It's just not happening. Um. So I was sitting there in this little town like, well, crap, like I'm going to have to spend the night in this town. I'm never, ever going to get to the airport. I'm going to miss my flight. Uh, and I'm looking at the little sheet I had that like told me what time the b- bus picked me up and what sure. time it dropped me off at the airport. And there was like a five minute gap there. And I was like, five minutes. And I was like, I'll just take a cab. That's fine. And I had like 200 uh, euro on me at the time because this isn't smart. When I traveled, I carried like obscene amounts of cash. So you didn't have to keep it in an ATM. Yeah, because they charge you like five dollars every sure, time you sure, go. Sure, yeah, so, they do. Um, so I just hailed a cab, and I walked into the town, and I hailed a cab. And uh, Irish cabbies are really nice people. If you've ever met one, they're All very right. talkative. And the guy was like, oh, you're studying. That's great. And I was like, yeah. And uh, I'm going to um, Germany. And he's like, oh, you're taking a flight out to Frankfurt Hahn. I was like, yes. And he's like, the 9 a.m. flight. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> the 9 a.m. flight. <laughs> like, how do you know that? That's I have exactly two hours to beat you before <laughs> I can take you to the airport. <laughs> um, so I was like fr- a little freaked out. But then I, I, but then he was like, yeah, it's a regular flight. Actually, like, I guess it would be like, more 9 a.m. flight. <laughs> really bad Irish accent. That was like an he's, Indian he's, accent. Right, he's not he's not actually Irish, he's pretending. Oh he's, God. he's this is deceptive. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just read your story. Continue please. No. It was like well, I was I didn't 
it was weird because I was like, how do you know 9 a.m. flight? But I didn't say yes. I was like, oh, no, I think it's 9 p.m. Because I didn't want this guy to know I was planning on sleeping at the airport. Like, um, I was afraid he'd turn me around. <laughs> like, you you can't must do, go to a hostel. You can't do that. You can't do that. You have to, you have to sleep somewhere else. So I, was like, so I was like, no, it's a 9 p.m. flight. And he's like, they don't have 9 p.m. flights. And I got in this weird little, like, bickering with the cabbie. Like, no, that's what it says. Like lying to this guy that I was going on. You like, check your ticket, laddie. Like a 9 p.m. flight. Um, so, I'll get to Irish eventually. I'll just yeah, progress through all of my. Scottish, more Scottish. I think you were heading I'll in get. That I'll, I'll get. I'll get there. I'll get across the European continent. India's not in Europe. I know. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I got. I went from India. Now I'm in the European continent. I'll get there. I'll okay. get to go across the European. Continent. I, I'm aware of where India is. Thank you. Uh, so he like eventually like just stopped arguing with me. He was like, "That's weird," and like let it go, and got me to the airport. So we we went through this little town, and he took like a right hand turn down this really long road, and it's this really pretty like paved road, and it's got these nice sidewalk on the side, but just cow fields everywhere, and um and then you see like the airfield, and he turns into the airport, and it, like it's the smallest airport in the world, <laughs> like it's smaller like the Air Frederick Airport, yeah, three times larger. This, seriously? Seriously, than this airport. It has, so it has, like, one runway, I'm It guessing. had, like, one run, like two gates. And that was, that was like, the smallest <laughs> airport in the world <laughs> is what I turned into. And he l- takes me around, like, drops me off. And I was like, thank you. And I paid, and he left. And um, I walk in to the airport, and it is... Like they have uh, plastic chairs set up uh-huh. in rows for people to like, sit like in, like lawn chair type chair, like a uh, patio like, furniture, like the ones you had in school, like plastic chairs. Okay, they're okay. kind of like molded to your body, yeah. and they're set up like four in these rows. And then there's like a big old like tube television on a cart, uh-huh. like playing weird Irish like sitcoms, <laughs> like plugged in, and like one. Did I walk into an elementary school? <laughs> yeah, like one desk in the corner to like check people in uh-huh. and two gates and then like a bathroom and um they had a little cafe thing too like a cafeteria and i had 20 br- 27 day old egg salad sandwich right 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 and i had brought a loaf of hollow bread with me because <laughs> i had that's like what i had in the apartment and i was like this will to save me this is all i need is this bread and water <laughs> um so i brought that for like dinner or whatever i guess whatever i was going to eat that night and i went and i sat down in the little cafe area which was fine and there were like other people there waiting for their flight and it was about i guess it was like eight or nine o'clock at this point mm-hmm. um and they i was like well i'll sit in the cafe all night and that i'll just wait for my flight but as time went on like i was reading like i'd ordered a coffee i was reading like there were less and less people there until i was like this airport doesn't close, does it? Because like, I've never been in an airport that closed before. Right, I've never seen that either. Because even in, like, Cork, you have four gates, but it's open all night. Um, so I was sitting there drinking coffee, and it, at some point, like, the airport actually closed behind me while I was in the cafe, mm-hmm. and only the cafe was open, and there were, like, doors on one side, and there were all these, like, farmers coming in like like this was the bar that the farmers went to at night okay, like after yeah. whatever so they're all these like old guys like the typical irish like grizzled hat like it turned into a pub at some point that i hadn't been paying a couple attention. of sheep in there with right, you like, like someone's playing a fiddle in the corner <laughs> like, uh, someone doing some clog <laughs> dancing and, and uh 
and there's like I'm sitting in the back and there's a full there's a full bar because it's Ireland I guess and everything has a full bar sure. in the front and these guys Most are, of Europe really right and these guys are drinking up there and there's like a television and I was reading and like eating my bread periodically. <laughs> 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 Um, and the waitress came back around like 1130 and, and lo- looks at me. She's like, you know, we close, right? And I was like, I, I gathered that you are, yes, that you would close. She's like, we close at midnight. And I was like, well, she's like, you're waiting for the 9 a.m. flight, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> and I go, yes. And I realized I was not the first one to do this yes, yes. by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and she was like, okay, that's all right. And she's like, I'm just going to have to make you go outside. And she's like, we open at six in the morning. So. So you only have to be outside for six hours. Right. I was like, thank you for that. Okay. Um, so around midnight, like all the farmers like left and I, I like went outside these two doors and the waitress cleans up and comes around. She's like, I put these stools out here for you. And there's like three bar stools outside against the wall. Yeah. Like round, like the most uncomfortable bar stools in the world. Yeah. But they're outside against the wall next to the door. And I was like, thank you. And she's like, okay, have a good night. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> she left. And Did she expect you to like, make a fort out of them? Like, you just like, like pull a sheet? Put your coat over them <laughs> yeah. and just bottle up be, underneath. Be a stool hobo or yeah, something? basically. Uh, and so there was like a little awning above my head, like a steel awning to sit under. And it's raining because it's Ireland and it's always raining. So... of course it's like raining on off and i'm just sitting there in the cold and there's nothing around at all um i have to imagine it's pretty dark too oh yeah it's dark and there's there's like the light there's light poles for the parking lot and stuff which were always on which wasn't too bad um so i was just like listening to my ipod i had no idea what to do like it was too dark to read or anything sure it's very wet and i ended up with an audiobook of benjamin button because it was like the only thing on my ipod (laughs) and i i I needed something like music wasn't going to distract me so i ended up listening to this benjamin button audiobook which only took up an hour it's one hour long. The whole audiobook? The whole audiobook. Isn't that movie like four hours it's, long? Yeah, it's not a big book. So the, the book is like one quarter of the, the movie? Right, the book is like this. Okay. It's sad and it does not involve Brad it's, Pitt. Just so anyway. you know, it's, it's audio only. So when you hold your fingers a quarter of an inch apart, it doesn't do anything for people listening. No, it's it's theater of the mind. You have to describe things. It's very short. It's very like short. Okay, well, I gather. Yes. And there's. Mm, it was just depressing and sad, and it was awful, and I don't know why I listened to it. It didn't help the situation <laughs> anyway. The, the misery of a person slowly <laughs> right. de- degressing and into an old infant. An old infant was not not pleasant. Um, so I'd like I listened to this, and when that was over, I was like, "Thank God, I can go back to paying attention to being in the rain." <laughs> so um, I, at some point, I just got tired of sitting there, and I left my backpack there, and I took a full lap of the airport, and there was, in one corner, and this is ridiculous, there was, like, a Hertz rent-a-car mm-hmm. area, and, like, more cars than I could count, like, for this two-gate airport. There's, like, hundreds of cars mm-hmm. in the Hertz rent-a-car area. And so I ended up walking around just looking at the cars, and there's, like, a BW bus in there. And, like an old one? Yeah, like an original VW bus, and all these weird old cars. Um which was cool, and I was, the guy I was dating at the time, I was, like, texting him, and I was, like, I am in the cold and the rain right now, and he's, like, no way, and I was, like, no, I'm not lying to you, and this is what's happening to me right now, and he's, yeah. like, I'm at home with my family, and I was, like, you're not helping <laughs> at all in any way, um, so I 
eventually my phone actually died because I had it on so long. Uh, so it was absolutely gone. And I ended up going back to my bag and then decided I was going to walk into the little town that I we had passed yeah. and come in. So I took my backpack and everything and I like bundled up because luckily I had like 40 layers on of everything. I sure. Owned. 19 coats and all, all the like. Yeah. Uh, so I took it all and walked up and decided to walk down the little road and I get to the road and there's this beautiful sidewalk just this really straight sidewalk in the middle of nowhere and i start on that and about two steps in i hear these dogs barking like off to my right there's no one around so i wasn't worried about someone attacking me but i realized if these dogs come i got nothing like, yeah i have no defense against nothing dogs. yeah I'm, I'm done i'm done for and there's you can hear like cows in the dark like mooing in the <laughs> distance <laughs> it was very strange <laughs> Like, did no one put those cows away? Like, they just roam around? They just roam the fields. At night? I don't know. So... Did, does no one have a shillelagh? Right! I feel like, I feel like some herding could be done. I, like, a little bit. Maybe the dogs are the herders, and there's no... They don't have any control over They don't over the have cows. any control. Clearly. No. And all the farmers are drinking at the airport, so... And, and <laughs> this is, is there streetlights on this sidewalk that there you were, appeared out of there nowhere? There were streetlights um, n- down part of it if not the whole thing it was about a kilometer because i remember passing a sign that was like kilometer two and i was like yay just a (laughs) kilometer so it wasn't like a long walk but it was far enough away that you couldn't see the airport anymore um so it was actually really pleasant it was really nice about halfway through it stopped raining by like the grace of god i was like "Ah." and i expected there was a convenience store in the little town i was like maybe that'll be open and i can like get coffee or something to eat and I don't know. Just stand in it for three hours. <laughs> yes, that'd be nice if I could just stand here for three hours. Maybe fall asleep in the corner or, mm-hmm. or on the counter, just anything. <laughs> um, I don't know if you've ever been a- awake outside for an extended period. I don't know that I have. Like all, It's really strange. Like you just start, at some point you just stop caring and you're like, oh, this is really actually very pleasant. <laughs> this could be a lot worse. <laughs> Even though you're soaking wet and cold and really just want to go to sleep. So, I end up walking into the town, and I get there, and of course everything is shut down. It's really tiny. There's, like, one road through it. And so I was like, well, I'll just take a lap up the street, and I'll go back. And I I don't even know how long this took. I guess I had, like, an hour until the airport opened again, because I tried to sleep on the little stool things that did not work out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I crossed the street, and there's, like, a little stream there, and, like, the whole ground is wet and everything. It was really nice, and... And I realized the ground is really slick under me. And I was like, that's very strange. It was like almost like I was sliding a little bit. And I look down and there's thousands of slugs. The fattest Ew. slugs I've ever seen. They're they're like an they're like an inch or two like long and they're just fat. They're yeah. so thick. And they're everywhere. And they're, this is what you're slipping on? Yes. I'm co- they're covering like I didn't see them. They're covering the sidewalk and they're in the road and like oh. you can't you cannot get around them. They're everywhere. And they're all like going towards the stream. Like that's their destination. I don't know where they came from. To, like apparently they Ugh. picked the rainy night to like do their covert op movement in the stream. <laughs> and there's there's just thousands of them and I can't not step on them when I walk at this point. Like I'm just in the middle of them, and they're on the bottom of my shoes, and I feel really bad because I like slugs. You're just, and just killing them. And just a massacre. Like my footprints are just dead slugs. And, <laughs> and, um, 
So I I end up walking in the middle of the road because there's like less slugs there. So okay. I'm walking down the middle of the road in this town, and the only thing going through were like eighteen wheelers in the middle of the night. Which I'm sure are really happy to see a single <laughs> female walking down the middle of the road so as not to, to not to kill slugs. Right, right, you're right. Uh, so I get up to the little convenience store and it's closed and there's a little like cottage next to it or whatever and there's all these little cottages and I realized like if someone was to look outside right now, it would probably really freak them out. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like where did I come from? Why are you here? Like, Why are all these slugs around you? <laughs> Why are they dead? What have you been doing? <laughs> Why is there a trail of slug carcasses all the way down towards this cottage? Are you to kill them? What is your mission? <laughs> Open that bag. Is it full of salt? <laughs> salt everywhere. Spring. So I decided to walk back to the town. I was like, or to the airport. To the airport. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm out here. And I turn around. And I, uh, I walk back. And at this point, the sky is getting lighter. And um, I was like, yay! Like, this trial is <laughs> almost over. I'm cold and wet and hungry. And I just want to sleep. Uh, so as you walk down, you have this really nice view of the field. Like, I guess there was a cow pasture on one side and then like the airport runway on the other stretching down. Um, and so you see like the sun come up, which I guess I hadn't seen that often in Ireland. It was really nice. And, uh, you just got to see the whole sky change from like that deep purple up to, to blue. So I was like, this is this is actually pretty great. And about halfway to the airport, I realized I really have to pee. <laughs> like, I was like, well, of course this has to happen when it's light out. Like, I sure. couldn't have to yeah, pee when, it, it it when it was dark. And I'm on the side of the road where the, the runway is, which is on my right side. And there's, like, a wooden fence there. And then, like, a little gate in one part of it. And the road leads off into the field. And some part of me was like, why don't I just walk out there and see what that is? I was like, I have a flight to catch, though, so maybe I shouldn't. So I come, so I go around the fence and, like, squat down behind it and, like, go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> I had to go, and I could not make it to the airport. Sure, sure. Um, so I'm, like, waiting for no cars to come by, because at this point people are commuting to work. Right. <laughs> so I use the bathroom, and I get up, and I... I go back to the airport, and luckily it must have just opened. Like, it couldn't have been long after six. And I, like, just stroll up to the double doors, and there's this guy standing outside who, like, sees me walk up, and I just wave to him, and he just, like, waves at me. He's this older guy, and the door's open, and he comes in, he's like, are, are you here for a flight? And I was like, yeah, I have a 9 a.m. flight. And he's like, he has no idea where I came from. Like, I just walked out of the just, road. He thinks you're realized, a ghost. I realize he has no idea. You're the ghost of, of, of Traveler's Pass. <laughs> right. Like, and I, I probably look awful at this point. Like, I haven't slept all night. And You're covered in slugs. slugs <laughs> dead slugs by my feet. <laughs> just a mess. Um, and there is, thankfully, this guy has prepared a tray of coffee and tea and biscuits for, like, people coming in in the morning. Sure. He's like, do you want some tea? And I was like, oh, my God, yes. Like, that's all I want in the world. <laughs> and he, like, gives me a hot thing of tea. And it was literally the best tea I'd ever had. This is amazing. <laughs> it's just free. It was free. It was all complimentary. That's very nice. Like, uh. So all the little chairs, the plastic chairs, are set up again. There's some like Irish morning show on the weird <laughs> little cart TV. Ireland today. No. Like, oh. So I go into the bathroom and like some attempt to like clean myself up. 
because I realize on like I'm hopping a flight in like an hour, and then at two hours after that, I'm meeting this woman who is part of my family who no one's ever met before. Sure. And I have not slept all night, and I look <laughs> at myself in the mirror in the bathroom, and it's just bad. Like it's just really bad. And I like I go in and I change my shirt and I try to make myself look presentable, and like I'm like basically doing like my whole morning routine in this little bathroom and these ladies are coming in like washing their hands and staring at me like, <laughs> why is this american girl blow drying her hair <laughs> right like why is she here like i did i wet my hair like trying to get it to be okay <laughs> just like wait did she sleep here she sleep in the bathroom? <laughs> she did that thing where she squatted on the toilet so no one could see her feet <laughs> that would have been smart wouldn't it like if i had done that could have slept in one of the hard plastic night chairs would have been so much more pleasant i i guarantee <laughs> so <laughs> Have you ever seen the Parks and Rec episode with the airport? No. Okay. I don't think so. That's all right. I'll just cut. Oh yes, out. I have. Yes, oh, I have. Okay. Yes, I do so know what you're talking about. Is this like that where it's just incredibly small and looks like ridiculously ridiculous? Like, what's security like there? Is it's there security smaller there? than that? It, it, the security was a metal detector and a dude. Okay. And there, like, there's like literally, you just walk through the metal detector and like you put your bags around it and they just like wand your bags. Mm. Like very little security. Okay. And you go through, and literally, your plane is right there. Like, there's you walk no. Into up, up right, the... there's really nowhere to sit. So you just walk in, and the gate's there, and they don't have a gate to the plane. Like, you have to go down to the ground and up the and stairs. All, uh, over to the plane. Did so, you do the presidential wave as you get the yeah, door. Exactly. That, that's what I always, when I do that, I always turn a little quarter well, you turn see, and wave. This is Ryanair, and you have to board at the butt of the plane. Uh, you are not presidential material. That's all right. I <laughs> would still I still get my, my wave on. I like to piss off all the passengers <laughs> boarding behind me when I get anytime I get on an airplane. The grungy American girl from the bathroom just yes. waves. She's just turning and giving Hello. quarter turn waves yeah. at, at everybody around, at the cows, and she. <laughs> Deep in the slugs. Good night, good night, yes, thank you, thank you. Good night, slugs. Good night, cows. <laughs> um, so I got on the plane, so I made my flight, and I got there. Uh, I slept on the plane, which was nice. It was very luxurious. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it. It's great. It sounds like. Is that is that your worst travel experience? It sounds, um, it's gotta well, be close. There can be a part two to that story if you want, because there <laughs> is there is an incident with landing in Rome that was a problem. <laughs> if you'd like, sure. So on the on the second leg of the trip i flew from germany to rome okay and took the same like ryan air flight to the weird dinky airport uh and at this point like i took german in school so i would spend a week in germany and i was kind of partially thinking in german like that's where it was like I was. is this a- your trip to abroad first time or, or- this is the same trip. Like I'd I've been in or in uh, Germany for a week at this point. Okay, so this is like the free and lead this to this is the other second story. leg. So I went from Germany to Rome. Okay. To meet up with some people who I've been living with in Cork. Yeah. So I flew by myself out of Germany to Rome, and okay. then I was going to meet them there. Okay. So this is off of my flight from Germany, mm-hmm. and I like I landed in in Rome and realized everything was in Italian and that I don't know Italian <laughs> and have no way to learn Italian and am completely unfamiliar with it in every aspect. I did not have a dictionary or anything. And I did not think this far ahead. Right. So I get off and by some miracle I get on the right bus into the city. Uh so I'm like sitting on the bus and I was like, well I hope this is right. Like I really hope this takes me where I want to go. I don't I don't know. Everyone can't communicate with anybody to find out, nope, so nope. I guess we'll figure I got, it out. I got nothing. So I just sit down and keep my mouth shut and Takes me there, and we were gonna meet Tremini Station, which is the big Rome like train bus station, the main and everything. Port for that, yeah. 
so the bus drops me off in the back of the station and I was like, well, I don't know if they're meeting me back here or if they're meeting me up front. And of course my phone is dead. My phone's been dead for a long time at this mm-hmm. point. And I've only been like, I was on Facebook in Germany, like telling them where I'd be and everything, but and my phone is, it's gone. So I have their, so I have Erica's number. Who, I was meeting up with her who she was my roommate in Ireland. Um, so I'm trying to put like euros into this, Payphone, like trying to get, and for some reason it just hates me. Like it's, it's it only takes lyra, even it's though eating, it's been phased out for years. <laughs> like it's eating my money, and there's no dial tone, and I'm trying like three phones, and they're like, so there's like police, like just running the station. I go up to one, I was like, the phone. He's like, I don't know, like <laughs> it's your problem, not mine. <laughs> and I was like, all right, so that, thank you. There's people everywhere, and I don't know where I'm meeting them. Um. And at some point, I turn around, there's a girl wearing a University College Cork sweatshirt, which mm-hmm. is the school I was going to in Ireland. And, like, I wave at her because I'm wearing one, too. And she, like, waves back. And I was like, that's great. And I turn around, and I was like, why the hell did I not, like, help me? Like, I am lost. I am so lost. Like, excuse me, excuse me. Right. Like, just friendly wave. I was like, she speaks English. And, like, she probably has a cell phone. Like, it took me, like, five minutes to realize I, my whole chance was gone. So I was in this train station for, like, two hours. And they didn't show up. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, like I, they just—I don't know if they were there and I couldn't <laughs> find them, or if they just. Uh, she's not here. We're just gonna right, go home now. They just now. forgot, and they were like, oh. "So I have the address to the hostel, and I wait in line for a cab." Uh, and so there's like one big cab company that's, I guess, unionized in Italy that you should get on. Do not get in another cab. Bad idea. So there's a big line for them, and meanwhile, all the other cab companies are like harassing everyone in the line hey come over here yeah, right yeah. exactly and it's in, if you are a woman alone in this line it is bad for you <laughs> it is just bad for you because you are getting it and they don't know what language you speak if you don't speak to them so you're getting it in every language <laughs> so you're just just being just sounds like gibberish a right. sea of and, words and yeah, gobbledygook and the, just like, sounds right and then at some point they'll hit english and you'll know what they're saying <laughs> and then they'll just go again and you're like, like <laughs> right. you need to go to the city center <laughs> <laughs> It's not even that. It's like harassment. <laughs> like they were yelling, "Hey, baby!" Hey. Like, and you're like, "No, I don't want to get in your weird car." Like that's not. It's a great way to excuse you. Where do to go? Hey, pretty lady. And you're like, no, no, I'm not getting in your car. No, this is a bad idea. And so I finally get like a, a unionized cab, and I give the guy the address, and he takes. Of course, it's pitch black. It's dark now. It's like ten or eleven o'clock at night, and he drives me. It's not that far, actually. I was thinking about it, I could have walked. Like, we walked to the station. Um, he drives me to the end of this little road. Like, if you've ever been to Rome, you know the roads are ridiculous and weird. And very narrow. Yeah, so he drives me to the end of this narrow street, and then he, like, points down this alley, like, this dark alley, and he just points. And I was like, what? <laughs> He's like, it's right there. And I was like, I don't see anything. I see nothing at the end of this dark alley. <laughs> I At see. All. I see where your buddy is right. with a knife, yes. so that he can take all my money. Uh, I and I like. I am starting to argue with him. Like, where is it? And he's just pointing. Like, it's right there. And I was like, I don't know where that is. <laughs> and he's like, just walk, just walk. And so I get my bag. I just get out of the cab and I pay him and I get my bag and I walk down this little thing. And at the end, like, there's nothing. There's just buildings. And at the end, there's like this little restaurant. And then there's another street. Mm-hmm. And I know it's on the street. 
So I go into the little restaurant, and I have the name, and I'm like, Mona Lisa Hostel. And they're like, oh, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, at least they would like recognize the name Mona Lisa Hostel if it was on the street. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently there's nothing. So I'm on this tiny little street, like dark alleyway, uh, and I, I walk back up past the restaurant up towards where the cab was. I'm like, well, I'm screwed now, because if they're looking for me, they're not going to find me here. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a phone. And I'm standing outside one of these big wooden doors, these double doors that are in the brickwork that usually lead to, like, courtyards or something. Yeah. And I look over, and on the buzzer, there's a buzzer, and it says Mona Lisa. And that's it. <laughs> like, like, like that's... It's like a post-it note? Right, like, like, that's what, like, you know it's there. And I just happened to look at it. I've been standing <laughs> on the street for 15 minutes, and I was like, oh, and I buzz it. And they're and they're like hello or they say hello and I'm like hi I'm staying in and they're like oh okay and they buzz it and the doors open and I'm like I'm in like, I did it I'm in I open it it's JK like, that's where the robber is yeah. <laughs> oh no give me all your money <laughs> can I sleep here welcome to Italy <laughs> they say speak English <laughs> so I go in and it's just a courtyard. Like, there's no indication for a hostel in this courtyard. There's, like, a door on one side, a door on the other, like, a door at the far end. There's, a, there's like, a car from 1970 parked there. That sounds about right. <laughs> and, like, a fountain, which is really pretty. In the car? <laughs> yes. The, the car is part of the fountain. The car is the fountain. But it still works. They still drive it around. <laughs> That's what runs it. They just have the car running it's 24 hours a day. Exactly. Um, but there's no indication for the hostel in here, and I've, like, buzzed in, and the door shut behind me, and I was like, at least I'm not in the street anymore? That's good. You're somewhat safer there, I guess. Yeah, and I figure, well, it must be close. Like, they have to be around here somewhere. So I sit down in this little area, and I'm there for, like, 20 minutes, and no one comes through or anything, and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna sleep here or not. Um, and eventually this, this, the doors open again, all these guys walk by and I realize they're all speaking German and I'm like, they're probably German tourists. I'm like, they're probably staying at the hostel. And I go over to one and like my German is still like rusty, but okay at this point. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, it's really uh, uh, handy haben. Like, can I use your phone? And the one of the, the guys are like staring at me. And then this one is like, I speak English. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, you're my savior. <laughs> can I please use your cell phone? So the phone, actually, this one will, like, dial her number. And I get Erica on the phone, and she is in hysterics. She is, like, having a breakdown. She's like, I thought you were dead. I thought someone had kidnapped you. I didn't know what happened. And she's like, we're at the station, and we cannot find you. And she's, like, just freaking out. And I'm like, well, I'm in this little courtyard right now. And she's like, that's the hostel. Don't move. Do not move. Do not move. And she's, like, screaming at me over the phone. And I hang up, and I was like, thank you. And the German guy was like, have a good night. <laughs> <Lisa>. <laughs> We're going to go drink now. <laughs> right, like, uh, deal with your stuff. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I sit down in this little courtyard and just wait for them to show up. And uh, about 15 minutes later, the doors come open, and Erica just runs out like, ah! and she like, hugs me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, I wasn't upset or anything. Sure, yeah, like, yeah. I'm already all right. And she's like, don't ever do that again. Do not do that again. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> 
I guess the moral of both your stories is uh, if you're going to travel in a foreign country, perhaps charge your cell phone. Maybe that's the moral. I don't, or, or don't plan on sleeping in an airport ever. <laughs> Maybe know the language. <laughs> any, any number of lessons, it's, I guess, could be end, drawn. Like, with the Italy thing, I didn't tell my parents about that for a long time. Cause it was like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I didn't tell your parents about my parents about that. And I was like, oh, good. So now eventually they'll hear it oh, they, fourth oh, hand yes. over, over, over a podcast. That'll be fun. They're, they're aware of it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. All right, well, the second thing that we do uh, on the show is a uh, a bit of a hypothetical question and answer session. So uh, the questions are all silly and cold from the internet. The the first is, uh, would you rather fight uh, to the death in a in a caged caged arena, one horse sized duck or one hundred duck sized horses? So you've asked me this before, and now like listening to everyone else's answers, they always want to fight the giant duck. Well, no, they want to fight the little horses. The horses are popular. But yeah. I always go for the giant duck because I have an issue killing a hundred tiny things. <laughs> <laughs> the murder is what gets you. <laughs> like, like the slugs. Like that was hard. <laughs> I don't think I could. So you'd rather just kill one thing? I'd rather just kill one if... giant thing. Oh, okay. I think I could. I think I could take the duck if I hit it right. <laughs> what do you think is the greatest fictional vehicle? Oh, this is a harder one. Um... I don't want to say Millennium Falcon, because that's been said before. I throw that out as an example. I don't know if anyone's actually picked it. But that wouldn't be mine, because it's the first. That's just, like... It's a cool ship. It is a cool ship. Can I have the... Can I have... Well, no. Damn. Because I was thinking about the hot air balloon in Around the World in 80 Days. You could have that. But that's not that's not in Around the World in 80 Days. There's no hot air balloon. What's well, in the movie version. But I don't go by the movie. <laughs> but it's all, all of fiction. It no, it's not in the book. I understand that, but the the question is in all of fiction. I know, but I want to go by the book. I'm the, okay, I'll take I'll take Nemo's submarine. Okay. That's what I'll take. I'll travel the world in Nemo's submarine. Okay. If you were to found your own sovereign nation and then were to attend the Olympics, what would be the national anthem of, of your country? It has to be a Lady Gaga song. Okay. People could really, really get down there. You want them to jam while they're going. Yes, I do. Okay. But just to, and they want them to be slightly offended as well. Oh, like, okay. Oh, what, is, what? Simultaneously gonna, bothered and like, thrilled. Uh, probably Alejandro. Okay. Because you can get down to that, but also that, that's a little shocking. Okay. Okay. <laughs> if, if you were to acquire a mundane superpower, one that doesn't necessarily <laughs> improve your life in any great way, what would be your mundane superpower? Unlimited bread. <laughs> Unlimited <laughs> bread. bread. I've thought about this often. That you could just, like, I could produce? just produce bread. Like, okay. any type of bread, however much bread I needed okay. at any point. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I would save on shopping bills. <laughs> I, would, I would never be hungry. I'd be great at parties. Just loaves just, just everywhere. Forth. Yes. Okay. If uh, if you were to take that superpower and then go and decide to fight crime, what would the uh, fictional sidekick you'd bring along with you be? So do someone, I make them up or like someone, someone else's, else's sidekick? sidekick? Yeah. I'm not good at sidekicks. I don't really know sidekicks very well. Yeah, it doesn't have to be necessarily a superhero. It could be, you know, uh, sidekick. Of oh, like any Watson character. or something. Yeah, Watson's a great mm-hmm. example. Oh, then I then you take Jake or you take Jake with you from Adventure Time. Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, perfect. yes, yeah, magic yeah. dog. Okay. Yes, he can uh, do anything. That's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> uh, if you could stop one invention from happening, what would it be? Any invention, any type of thing, technology, the cotton gin. Oh, the co- but I like the cotton gin. That's the thing. The cotton gin's like a joke, but it really improved the quality of the clothing we wear. Sure, so, sure. So cotton gin's definitely You could be a, a total anarchist and be like the wheel. <laughs> but, but I feel like it's more of a cultural event. It's not like a one-time invention. Like you can't not – because if you eliminate the wheel being invented, someone's going to do it later. 
No, you would strike the wheel from existence. Well, you're just a dick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. That's not fair. Maybe like those bass speakers people have in their cars. The subwoofers? Yes, I hate them. <laughs> so no one could drive around like... <laughs> no <laughs> one can drive... You can't have them for anything. They're gone. <laughs> not even concerts. I will not allow it. <laughs> Keep your hearing intact. <laughs> uh, if you were dropped into a Thunderdome, a glass cage, 100 feet long, 50 feet wide, uh, sealed completely, there's no climbing out, uh, there's a layer of sand at the bottom, but it's not enough to hide in. Would you rather be with a 150-pound naked man who wants to kill you, five feet tall, 150 pounds, or a toddler with an AK-47 strapped to their hand that they can't let go? Well, I take the toddler. In, uh, should I explain why the, sure, why the toddler yes, yes. Is, is great? Because I feel like I could, like... Get the t- like this. This was the thing where I was like in the corner crying about the toddler, and I used like the sand from my tears to create like a sand castle to distract him from shooting me. So you're gonna build, like, you're gonna cry enough to right. sand like, like, if you're stuck with a, a toddler in AK-47, you're gonna start crying, and like when you do, you're gonna have to be productive about that. Like you could also run a lot and start sweating and use your sweat. <laughs> 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 but, gonna, but I really feel like the potential to distract the child lies in the sand. Okay. So the building with the sand. Okay. Is what also did the sand jam the AK-47 in any way? Pretty much, they're pretty much impossible to stop working. That's why they use them in all those like developing nations when they get guns. It's AK-47s because they're pretty much impossible to break. I feel like though, if he was digging in the sand enough. Could, I, I, I am not a weapons he's expert. He's a toddler. I am not a Toddlers weapon. break things. <laughs> That's true. I am not a weapons expert. From what I understand, <laughs> the reason the AK-47 is so popular is because it's pretty much indestructible. Okay. There's very few moving parts in it. It's very hard to make it not working. Well, I'm going to get this toddler to destroy it. So. Okay. Uh, if you could live in a television universe, what television universe would that be? Probably Parks and Rec. So you'd be a background or, or no, 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 wait, wait. Pushing Daisies. So you'd be you'd you you're not the guy you're right not, you don't right. have the power but no you live but in I live I live in Kurtikur okay yes so well, you, like right next to the aunts that's, okay. that's where I live L- lots of pie and death lots of pie and death and really nice clothes like okay. all the best dresses for me <laughs> okay yes very vibrant colors as well <laughs> that seems like a good way to die in that universe though. right just being in it is, yes. is pretty dangerous and then hopefully if there's like a murder mystery surrounding my death I can come back to life for five seconds that's the goal <laughs> you just want Lee Pace to touch your forehead that'd be great <laughs> uh, if you could send one Muppet back in time to kill Hitler <laughs> Which Muppet would it be? The animal. The animal? Yeah, the animal. Any he particular could, reason why? He could do it. Yeah, I feel like he seems really scattered, but I think he has the focus to do it. Okay. Like, and also the metal. He would shoot Hitler hands down. No, he's not necessarily going to have a gun because he's a Muppet. Well, right, right. He has drumsticks, obviously. Well, he could kill Hitler with drumsticks. <laughs> I have faith in him. Okay. I think he could do it. Okay. Uh, th- that question added because people always try to talk about this next question and be like, this is kind of a waste of use of a time machine. But uh, <laughs> if uh, Doc Brown pulled up to you in the DeLorean, opened the door and said, hey, I'll take you to any concert you want to go to anytime, any place, anywhere, what concert would you like to go see? <sighs> Who would you like to go see? I know. This is a hard question because I'm not good with like concerts and when concerts happen. Well, it's, it's not necessarily like – I mean it could be a particular like, oh, I want to see this, this XYZ. Right. But it could be a band you like wanting to see them in a certain formative period or a certain – or I a might, last concert of a band you like, that kind right. of thing. I might go to the Skin and Bones concert from the Foo Fighters when they record it because okay. I really like that recording. Okay. And I wouldn't have mind seeing that. But I don't know when that was. I was like – 
three years ago? Yeah, it doesn't ha- you don't, don't have to know, know like the exact date, time, and location of the show. The <laughs> when skin, it started, the skin when and ended, bones, when all fighters. Of them... That's the acoustic show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think so. that's that's perfectly separate. The final segment of the show uh, is when we talk about something in pop culture, and uh, today that discussion is going to be centered around the timely topic of the fourth season of Arrested Development, which was dropped on Netflix, uh, I believe, yesterday. I don't know that. I think it was like 3 a.m. yesterday. Um, I have seen every episode of Arrested Development, and I don't get it. I don't understand why it's so popular. I don't understand why there's such a fervor over it. I think other shows take the thing that they used and do it in a better way, but I'm in the minority among the people that I know. How? What? Give us I, your base feelings on Arrested. I don't understand how you feel. I don't get it. I don't understand that. I, I think it's probably one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Like You talk about not being able to watch a show. Like It's just an episode. Arrested Development is the only show that I feel you have to watch front to back. Like, only sitcom. You have to sit there and watch. And I did. Well, right, because that's the way you watch shows. But I feel like it's so quick. Like, it's very quick, and it's very good at playing off of its previous jokes that is just, like, hysterical to me. Okay. Um, And also, it's one of those shows where, like, you don't really like anybody. See, that's why I don't like the show. (laughs) Right. But I... But I feel like it, even though you don't really like anybody, it has you don't feel like a certain sympathy for anyone in it. So when bad things happen, it's hysterical, in a way. I guess I think <laughs> I think the problem that I have with it, and we'll discuss. We, I think we watched the watch the first two of the new yeah. ones, so we'll get into that in a second. But I think the issue is exactly what you just said: is that there's no likable characters in the show, and so for me, there's no entry point into like, oh. Uh, this is this is the identifiable person for me. Mm-hmm. So with a show like say it's always sunny in Philadelphia where everyone on it is also unlikable. Right. I don't know if you're they're very, also awful. Yeah, they're, they're also like awful terrible, people. Terrible. They are. Yeah. But the people that they do awful things to are very likable. So like I side <laughs> with the people who are like I want to get revenge on these jerks who just destroy things. And I'm like yeah you should they're terrible <laughs> people. But I still like watching these four terrible people do bad things to each other. But there's something about the Bluth family that. Like, and I think it's partially because I had seen all of them in other projects way before I saw that. So I knew, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know Michael Sarah before I watched it. I knew Jason Bateman, and I knew uh, Will Arnett, who I don't like generally. And all of them have these like personalities outside of Arrested as these like very likable yeah. characters and yeah. the people that they play. And in Arrested, they're just these terrible people that yeah. don't <laughs> jive at all with the careers that they've created from it. But I feel like the difference, especially with Always Sunny, which actually I don't like that much. Like I, don't, uh, it's okay. It's okay. It's I feel not great. Like the people on that are a little more openly malicious than the blues. They are. Like the blues are kind of this weird bumbling family that you like. Like I get that a lot from like Job and and the um I can't remember and Tobias and stuff that they're just like they're not openly malicious but they're See, just kind of to me Job dumb. and and Lucille and George are pretty malicious people. <laughs> well, yeah, Lucille and George are. And I, even uh, uh, J- uh J- What's Jason Bateman's character's name? Michael. Michael. Like, he's trying to steal Job's woman for a while. Right. And then he's, like, sleeping with a blind lawyer because she's blonde. (laughs) Like, he's a pretty terrible person, too. He is, but he has that kind of, like, sympathy thing going. Like, oh, I actually feel bad about what I've done (laughs) sort of thing. (laughs) But then he just keeps doing the bad things. Yeah, he does. But also, Job never feels bad about anything. No. So he does have that. I don't think Will Arnett has ever felt bad about anything (laughs) in his life. The characters that he plays in movies and television are just like, I'm the worst. Yeah. And I like it. <laughs> but that's his character. Like, that's I find that very funny. Yeah. I think he does it well. So, 
I feel part of the the comedy in it. It it comes from them not being likable, but at the same time, I just I don't hate them. Like I don't hate any of these characters. Mm-hmm. I enjoy them very much. And I, I don't want to put you in, in yeah. the position of like you have to defend oh, yeah, the rest of now. I just so, but just as a point of like getting to so mm-hmm. you're you're obviously a big fan of it. I would am, you yes. where would you rank it in terms of all time television shows for you? Oh, uh, like the ones I like. Yeah, like yeah, like uh, yeah. Would you put it in your top ten of all time or twenty or whatever? Probably my top ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Of course, I'm not a big TV watcher. Like I'll watch what I like. Yeah. But I it's one of the few series I've seen all of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I would actually watch again. Okay. I've seen all of it. Okay. So it's pretty high up. Um. Well, that, that's that's pretty high praise since I like I said I fall on the other side. So we watched the first two episodes and this from Jump Street was pitched as like a little bit different version of Arrested Development because they said they're going to approach it in a different way. Yeah. Um. As the person who likes the show and 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 had this fondness for it coming into it, how did you feel about the first two that you watched? They weren't. It was it was different. Like mm-hmm. I feel like even the camera angles and the scripting was different. It um, it did visually yeah, look visually very it different. Yeah, visually different. And um, and I wasn't was, sure if that was like the high definition because it wasn't shot in high definition before. I don't think it was that. I think it was actually just the way they were were taking the shots on it because it had more of a documentary feel. Mm-hmm. Um, with the the first three series and this one was a little more polished than that mm-hmm. almost. Um, and it wasn't as quick. Like I was used to the, the boom, 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 like joke, joke, joke. And then something coming back again yeah. like, really quickly. Um, kind of miss the puns there. Like a lot of it was more like story focused yeah. and l- less joke focused. And I felt like they blended the, the story and the joke thing really well in the first three seasons. There wasn't so much of that. It's, it seemed like, and I know they were trying to do something different so that each of these, I think the first one is mostly, um, Michael. Is that Michael? Yeah, yeah, Michael and George Michael. Yeah, and then yeah. the second one was mostly George and a little bit of Lucille. Right. And then I guess uh, the next one is... Uh, Play Tobias and, uh, and Lindsay. Yeah, and then, uh, you know, Joe will get an episode, and, and so will uh, right. um, Buster, who's the right. one I always enjoyed the most. Yeah. <laughs> um, or maybe they'll be together in some fashion. But it was interesting. The other thing that I noticed, and I hate to be, like, nitpicky, but... There were lots of like weird mistakes of like continuity and things, like the guy in the background. Yeah, that. That it was it was clearly, and we figured out what happened because it's the first episode. They're in the Bluth home, the the penthouse, and there's a you can see over uh, Michael's shoulder. There's a guy in the kitchen in a blue shirt, and it's like, well, that's weird. There's just a random guy in the kitchen. There's no explanation for it, and mm-hmm. then they move on. And in the second episode, they show a bunch of guys in that same color blue shirt doing a camera install to monitor Lucille for the maritime law or, or whatever. The, the I forget the exact plot description, but they're putting in cameras. And it was waterproof like, cameras. That's right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> waterproof cameras because it's maritime. <laughs> But it was like, oh, so they must have just been shooting like all the penthouse scenes in a row to get it done with because they, they know what they're producing. They have all their scripts written and they know they're going to get to make X number of scripts. So it's like that guy was just told to like stay out of the but way. I can't I cannot believe that. I feel like maybe in the third episode they'll bring it up again because the timeline for when they're in the penthouse is six months after the cameras are installed. But yeah. I feel like there might be another explanation as to why the guy was there that's going to come up in a later episode. It could be. It could be. We have not that's watched a re- That was a really big mistake. And yeah. I can't imagine them like filming that and then seeing it and then being like, ah, we don't need to film it well, again. Like that's Sure. I mean, that's it's a, possible that no one caught it. Unless they were but editing. I feel like they film digitally now, don't they? Yeah. So they can just watch the scene right after they take it so they know yeah. whether or not 
that guy got in the scene. Yeah, although usually there's a bit of a separation between the filming and the editing, so it might have been you know a month after they broke and the sets are all gone and everybody's gone home. That seems ridiculous to me. I feel like that. I feel like they caught it. I feel like it's going to come back. I hope so. <laughs> but the other one was uh, in the second episode. Uh, Michael picks up his bag to leave the room, and he's got like a wheeled suitcase and a suitcase in his hand and a computer bag over his shoulder, and he has all three bags, and he gets to the door and he makes a turn, and the computer bag is gone, and then later the computer bag is back. <laughs> like that's super nitpicky, and I don't yeah. mean to say it as a negative. It's like, oh, that's the reason why this show is bad. But it's just weird that that kind of thing would slip through, and that's assuming that the thing that we talked about already with the guy behind him isn't right. explained. I that's can, two major errors in continuity. Right. Just, oh, whatever. It's I on Netflix. I the bag slipping through more than the guy in the background. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, they're honest mistakes, and that's right. fine. It just seems like the kind of thing that the absurd attention to detail in seasons one through three where, like, certain items being on counters came back right, four episodes right. later as like, like they always had the like the fake food on the counter at yes. all times like it was always set in the model home and exactly stuff, so and and yeah. or you know someone's a little image on a refrigerator becomes a plot point three three episodes later like right. they, they were very good about the setting and the scenery being part of the jokes later mm-hmm. and so it was weird to see that kind of um uh, error slip through. Yeah, but I felt the same way you did. Whereas, like, it's just all plot at this point, right? There's like, no hardly any they jokes. Were really good, and I felt like you just pointed out that like the first episode was about Michael and George Michael, and I felt in the first three seasons they were really good at weaving all three plots together at all times. Mm-hmm. They were really good at braiding it through itself, yeah. even in one episode. So like. I felt like there wasn't really one down episode for me in the first three seasons. Like there was nothing that lagged. It was just like yeah. very smooth and it wasn't like you you do have this weird focus on one plot point through a whole yeah. show which i think brings it down a little bit like you don't have the movement you're used to yeah you know? and it's it's that idea of like most television stories have an a story a b story and a c story right and sometimes the a story is boring or you don't care for it but the c story is really funny so it makes up for those things right and this feels like it's just going to have an a story and like you know we saw tobias in the background of shots and we saw those things and I'm sure when we do Tobias' episode, it's going to be the camera on the other side, and we'll see Michael in the back having right. the other interaction. Yeah. But it's weird that uh, not, you would do that and not just say – not okay, together. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to watch that when your brain is used to a different thing. Right, which I feel is probably why it lags so much on the yeah. story. It's just – you were focusing on one thing too much. Yeah, and I, I mean, I enjoyed I, the, the thing with Michael and George Michael in the in the dorm room. I thought was a funny setup, and I I thought the the uh, George milking people out of uh, their money with his, <laughs> yeah, his brother yeah. Oscar. I thought that was a funny plot too. It just mm-hmm. all of them. It was like, okay, I'm kind of bored with this story. Right. Like, if you had cut something in, it would have freshened things up a <laughs> exactly. bit. Exactly. Uh, do you plan on watching the rest? I will, okay. yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, the reaction I've seen in, among friends of mine on, on Twitter and Facebook and whatnot have been pretty uh, pretty mixed. So yeah. I'm, I'm curious to see what the overall is. I, I will say the funniest thing that I've seen of all of this um, is that uh, they used a bunch of uh, flashbacks from the original series, and they used this, like watermark that looks like they stole yes. the, <laughs> stole the images illegally yes and it was i guess an intentional joke by the producers but people didn't get that and so netflix <laughs> got a flurry of responses where it was like uh, are you serious with this <laughs> like, obviously a joke right I, like <laughs> i thought it was pretty obvious right away but i guess the general viewing public is uh is, is not get it. yes well they never have <laughs> i guess 
I'm very curious to uh, see though, because we talked about this a little bit before. Uh, I think the reason that they're doing the plot the way they are doing it with so much exposition and so much background is because they're expecting people who have never watched Arrested Development to watch these episodes. But you think I'm crazy? I think that's crazy because if you have Netflix and you're watching Arrested Development, you have access to the first three seasons. Like even if you haven't watched it at first, like if you're watching this one, you have the opportunity and certainly the time to watch the first three before you start. I don't know. Like, that's like 50 episodes of television. I watched it in three days. Yes, but. <laughs> Just it was in, probably in college. <laughs> no, like three months ago. Okay. <laughs> I I like put it on and you just you just have it like it. it I can binge watch a television show like <laughs> that too, but the average person could not watch an entire show. That would take them like a there's, month. There's been so much hype though. At the same time, like you've had plenty of time to watch it. I feel like it doesn't need to be accessible to a wider audience, especially since the platform it's being shown on Netflix gives you ready access to those seasons. It's not like you have to pick it up on NBC in the middle of a season. I agree with you like, wholeheartedly. So so I find I find that if you haven't seen the first three at this point, like what are you doing? Why are you watching it at all? Because <laughs> you want to be in on the conversation. Then you should watch the first three. <laughs> like that'll get you even farther in I don't, on the conversation. I don't like it, and I still I'm still uh, watching it just to be in on the conversation. Exactly. That's yes. the kind of weirdo I am. <laughs> I have really no interest in watching the other ten, and I'm going to. I know that I'm going to, so that I can discuss them with people and tell them how much I dislike these well, ones like even more than the first three. <laughs> Most people don't do that, so... I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for uh, joining me on Adventure Pants. It's been lovely. I appreciate the assist. <laughs> and uh, wherever you go, whatever you do, remember, don't forget your Adventure Pants. If you'd like more of this particular brand of whimsy, check out Adventure Pants on iTunes and Stitcher and at www.adventurepantspod.wordpress.com. Subscribe and rate us, please.